Hey there, this is Pastor Corey, and welcome to the Branch Life Podcast. After you're done listening, I invite you to connect with us at branchlife.church to make sure you're up to date with everything going on at Branch Life. Want to share what you heard today? Subscribe to our YouTube channel and share this video with someone you want to encourage. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope that this presentation helps you connect with Christ and challenges you to reach those around you with the good news of Jesus. Well, good evening, everybody. I hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving, an even better Black Friday that you enjoyed your turkey and your stuffing and your football. I was in the great state of Michigan for Thanksgiving, and as is tradition there, the Lions lost during uh, the Thanksgiving day. So, you know, everything is going according to plan. I know for some, the holidays are an awesome time, an encouraging time. For others, they're a difficult time. One of the great things about Thanksgiving is it's an opportunity for us to be able to look at the things that are praiseworthy, that are excellent, that are of good report, and be able to say to God, thank you, because there's always, always something to thank God for. So we focus on that, and I I hope that you enjoyed that. My name is Josh Park, and I'm one of the pastors here at Branch Life Church, and tonight we're having a conversation about vision. So I'm excited to have this conversation for you, and we're going to talk about 2020. So why not? 2020 vision is what we're going for. I don't know if I've ever explained my eyesight situation to you, but I am duty-bound to wear these glasses. What has just happened in my life is you have all disappeared. I can't see for anything without my glasses. It all started in first grade. We're driving down the road, and, and someone said to me, hey, look at the cows. And I'm like, what cows? They're like, the cows right there in the field. I'm like, I don't see any cows. There are cows right there. I'm like, I don't see the cows. We need to get your eyes checked. So in first grade, I started wearing glasses, and uh, rec specs were my thing when I played uh, soccer and basketball. Yes, rec specs. And I wasn't one of the popular kids. I am, I am someone who can see close up but can't see far away. So when I put these glasses on, my vision is corrected and my vision becomes 20-20 vision and then I can now see far away. One of the great things about vision is it allows you to plan for the future. And so we're excited to follow God's instructions to have a vision for the future. We are Uh, prayerfully following God's lead for the days ahead. And God has a plan for you. God has a plan for Branch Life Church that'll take us into 2020. And through this next season, we hope that God will do incredible things personally in our own hearts, in our own lives, in our families, in our church, and in our community. And so tonight we're talking about being stronger and farther. We think for our 2020 vision that we want to be stronger as a church, and we want to be able to reach farther. Now, why are we using those terms? The vision that we have for Branch Life Church is that we would be a church that is connected to Christ and reaching our world. That's why we call it Branch Life Church. The stronger the branch's connection to the tree, the farther its reach. So in 2020, we want to grow stronger in our connection to Christ. We want that to become more powerful, more solidified. We want want to build that in all of our lives, individually and as a church. We want to do things that are going to strengthen our connection to Christ. And as we go stronger in our relationship with Jesus, we want to be able to reach farther, to be able to do more good, to be able to impact more people, In the name of Jesus. That is the design of the church. That is the calling of a disciple. And we're excited to be a part of that. And so tonight, we're going to make some announcements. We're going to let you know some plans. We're going to give you some goals. And we're kind of a flexible planning church. These are hopes, goals, dreams, and expectations. Things that we're going to be working towards and and moving uh, in that direction. Unless God turns us. And then if he turns us, we'll cheerfully change direction. So we're excited to talk about these things tonight and and to try some new things. We're going to be focusing on two cornerstone passages of Scripture for us. And these are cornerstone passages for Branch Life Church. These are some of our theme verses, and it's healthy for us to remind ourselves of these verses and of these passages and just to remember what they do. And everything that we announce tonight is an application 
of the truths in these passages. How do we live this stuff out? So we're going to be in, in a few minutes in Acts chapter 2, but we're going to start in John chapter 15. So if you have your Bibles, you can run there with me or you can uh, follow along on the screen. But in John chapter 15, this is the passage where we get our name from, Branch Life Church. So John chapter 15 and verse 5, Jesus says, and Jesus is the one talking to his disciples at the Last Supper before he is going to be crucified. He says to them, I am the vine, Jesus, I am the vine, you are the branches. Jesus is the one who named our church. He's the one who called us branches. We live the life of a branch. And we stay connected to Christ so we can reach our world. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. What is fruit? Fruit are the good things that you can accomplish in life. In Galatians, uh, fruit is listed for us, the fruit of the Spirit, as love, joy, peace, patience, kindness. And who doesn't want those things? Who doesn't desire to have peace in a stress-filled world? Who doesn't desire to have joy in the midst of melancholy or discouragement or anger? Who doesn't want kindness to receive it and to give it? So how do I get good at those things? My connection to Christ. The, The stronger my connection to Christ, if I abide in him and he abides in me, then I bear that fruit. Seeing more people come to know the 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 Lord Jesus Christ is our personal savior? How do I have an impact on my friends and family and my community? How do I shower them for kindness? Jesus said that I have given you the church, the leaders of the church, to equip the saints for every good work. Fruit. Fruit. In the life of a branch, our desire is to bear much fruit so that we can provide shade, shelter, and sustenance for the people in our lives. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered and thrown into the fire and buried. I, I, I have with me a branch. It's wet because it was outside. Now, as you look at this branch, do you, have any, do you have any hope for this branch? I mean, do you have any like dreams for what this branch could become? someday? I hope not, because I'm going to tell you the truth. This branch is toast. It's not going to accomplish anything. It is on its way to becoming dust. It's as dead as a doornail, because it has been disconnected from the tree. There is no hope for this branch it is, com- now you optimists out there are like, you could use it for a decoration or there's something that could happen. There's not going to be any fruit, all right? This branch is done producing. It is hopeless. We are Branch Life Church. And the Bible talks about every human being, every person being identified with this picture as a branch. And the branches that are disconnected from Christ are dead. There is not a lot of hope. There's not a lot of dreams for the future. There's not a lot of of rooting for fruit to be bared. It just will not happen. And if you're here tonight, if you're listening online, and you don't have a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, you are not connected. The Bible says you are dead. Spiritually dead and unable to do anything of value. Unable to bear fruit. And tonight I want to invite you to fix this situation. (laughs) To go from dead to alive, to go from lost to found. And the way that you do that is you connect yourself to Christ. And you begin to strengthen that connection. You can begin a personal relationship with Jesus Christ wherever you are because of the gospel. Because Jesus came to save sinners like you and I. And you can have access to life and begin to bear fruit. Do you have friends or family members who are struggling, trying to get through life? They don't have much hope. They're overwhelmed by hurt or pain. 
What is the answer to their problems? The answer is always Jesus. Because apart from Jesus, we can do nothing. Are you struggling? Are you hurting? Are you in need? Are you broken? What's the answer? Jesus. Connect to Jesus. Strengthen your connection to Christ. As we move forward as a church, from our birth in 2019 to the first year of life in 2020, our goal is to have stronger connections to Christ. And we want to be about making these connections grow. Maybe for the first time, maybe you need to be reminded about strengthening your personal connection with Christ so that you're not like this branch, who there's no hope for, trust me. As we go on in John chapter 5, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. Holy smokes. All right, don't fly past this one. We're getting to, it's beginning to look a lot like Christmas, amen? So we're starting to get into the season where you start having conversations with your kids and they're like, you want to go see Santa and they want to sit on his lap and ask Santa what you want for Christmas. If I ask Santa for anything, am I going to be able to get it, right? Mom and dad are furiously taking notes and trying to fill in the well wishes and the dreams of these children. Jesus just said, if you, whatever you wish, whatever you ask, it will be done for you. Wow! Right? Just pause on that for a second. Do you need wisdom? Do you need salvation? Do you need joy? Do you need direction? Whatever you ask, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, that's a pretty big if. If you do those things, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. We don't have time to go into all this. It's a sermon series all of its own, but it's an incredible promise. But prayer is extremely important in the future of Branch Life Church. This is one of those spots where Jesus says the whole abiding thing, the whole strengthening your connection thing is directly related to prayer and asking. And God does some incredible things when we ask, by this, my Father is glorified, that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. The outward evidence of an inward relationship with Jesus Christ is the fruit that we bear. What we do in and for our community will demonstrate how much we love the Jesus that we worship. As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. And you might be here tonight, and the only thing you need to hear is this next sentence. God loves you. You are valuable. You are precious. You are treasured. He loves you so much that he sent his only son to die for you so that you could have a relationship with him and be in his presence forever. God loves you. God wants you to have life and life more abundantly. God wants to walk with you and to talk with you. Why has God offered us the ability to live and to bear fruit? Because of his love for us. You are dearly loved by God. Run to his embrace. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. Kids, because I love you, I want you to have joy. And God has made it possible for you to live a joy-filled life. We run to a lot of different places looking for joy. We run to a lot of different outlets. We go to be entertained. We go into those relationships. We go into those habits, into those hobbies, and we want those things to bring us joy. We marry that person so that we can be happy. We get that job. We try to earn that much money so that we can pursue joy. And God's reminding us here, apart from me, you can do nothing but connected to me. Your joy can be full. What is the answer for joylessness? Jesus. He's that answer. And so during this season, we sing songs like joy to the world. The Lord has come. This is where true, 
soulful joy comes from. This is my commandment then, that you love one another as I have loved you. Some of you needed to hear the message that you are loved. Others of you need to hear the message you are to love others. You are to love others in the way that God has loved you. Be inspired by his love. Be motivated by his love. When you become a believer, when you accept the gospel as truth, that you're a sinner, that Jesus died for your sins because of his love and he rose again from the dead, and you accept the free gift of salvation, that's not the beginning of a relationship. The gospel isn't just a start. The gospel is everything that we do. And because of the gospel, I can now go love on other people because Jesus has commanded me to do it. Greater love has no one than this, than someone lays down his life for his friends. Jesus did it for us. Do we lay down our lives for others? You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for servants do not know what his master is doing, but I have called you friends. For all that I have heard from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus holds nothing back about who God is and about how to live life from us. You did not choose me. This is powerful too. I wish we could stop, but we can't. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So whatever you ask in my name, in my Father's name, he may give it to you. Again, what's the purpose of life? What are branches asked to do? We've been tasked with bearing fruit, living lives that are full of the fruit that God gives us through his spirit and doing the good, the work that needs to be done and seeing more people come to Christ, the fruit of walking with God personally and as a church. These things I command you so that you will love one another. Are you upset with somebody? Are you angry with someone? Have you, have you been turned off by another person? Have you blacklisted them? Have you set them aside? Listen, for a Christian, it's not an option. God said, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. Not just the friendly ones, but all of them. When we walk in the power of the Spirit, when we strengthen our connection to Christ, we are able to bear fruit. And you say, how can I love that person? By strengthening your connection to Jesus. And then you will bear fruit. This is an incredible passage, so I'm gonna encourage you to spend more time in it this week. But this is one of the foundational passages of Branch Life Church. All of what we do then flows out of this vision to be connected to Christ and to reach our world. And we wanna grow stronger and reach farther in 2020. So in 2020, we're going to break our, our remaining time into two parts. We want to talk about what we want to see accomplished and apply John chapter 15 to our church. And as you're hearing what we're talking about corporately, don't forget to think individually. What about me? What does Jesus want for me in 2020? How does he want me to grow? And so what we're talking about is as a church, corporately strengthening our connection to Christ. We want to grow stronger, and so there's a few things that we're going to emphasize, talk about, and go after in 2020 as a church, remain committed to so that we can grow stronger, a stronger connection to Christ as we help people see Jesus. And we have to start with prayer. It came up at least twice in John chapter 15. As Jesus was talking to his disciples, he said, don't forget, ask me, talk to me, abide in me and I in you, and then when you talk to me, when you ask me about things, when you come to me, I will be there. I will be able to give you those things. Prayer is extremely powerful in the life of a believer. Jesus has chosen prayer. God has chosen prayer to be the conduit which his power runs through. Every major movement of God in the earth, in history, and in time has been laid on a foundation of prayer. Not a personality, not a strategy, but prayer. And prayer has been the thing that God has moved through. And so in 2020, we want to get better at prayer. If we want to strengthen our connection to Christ, we want to become disciples of prayer. 
So in some of these sections, I want to bring up some of our pastors to talk to you a little bit more about these topics. Pastor Bill is one of our church planning team and is a part of helping us build Branch Life. He's a, a coach and a mentor and a father to me. And one of the emphasis and one of his roles is helping us as a church keep prayer at the forefront of all we do. So I'm going to ask uh, two questions and let him answer these questions for you. Uh, the first question is kind of a look back question. How has prayer played a significant role in the launching and building of Branch Life so far? It's interesting that Josh talked about him having eye trouble. I just had cataract surgery. I'm not sure whether you're here or not. <laughs> <laughs> when Josh was moving around from church to church, that were interview him, interviewing him to be their future pastor. There was even an organization that he got involved in that does that work for him. And he would go from a church to be interviewed and another church to be interviewed and another place to go. And sometimes on the way home, we would talk over the phone. How did it go? It was in that context praying for Josh's future ministry, that the concept of planting a church came to, the, came to our eyes and our, and our thinking. I live in the Birdsboro, French Creek area, park area. Um, my daughter and son-in-law, they're here right now. They live with us. And sometimes the family, we get together, and Josh and Dan and I... Uh, we're down in one of our rooms one night, and we were just talking about, well, what are you going to do, Josh? And the question was, the, the, the statement was made very clearly. I really need prayer. Why do you need prayer? I really can't find a place that I think that God wants me to spend my life ministering in a church that's already established. And the whole topic of planting a church came up, was discussed, and as we left, we began to pray specifically. Obviously, that was a couple years ago. Just a minute ago, Josh was sharing with you, in John 15, the emphasis of the branch the emphasis of being connected to Christ. The emphasis, if you abide in my words and my words abide in you, ask whatever you will. It will be granted to you. And just moments ago, he pointed at this verse again, where he said, if you pray in the Father's name, I may answer that. On our little marketing brochure, it says, Better Together. And as we were thinking about ministry in this particular church, we realized that Better Together has a lot of implications in many areas of our lives. And one of those areas is the area of prayer. Uh, some of you have been here for a while, and you know that this particular booklet has been handed out, given out, that we would be able to provide for you a guideline for praying. And one of the reasons we're sitting here, standing here at this minute, is that we began this pray first in that conversation in our home quite a long while ago as Josh was bouncing from church to church to figure out who, who and where, who does he need to minister to and where, and leaving established churches was not satisfied. And so we were praying, and I want to say it very simple but very clearly. We would not be here tonight if it wasn't for those prayer times. You would not be here tonight for one of those prayer times. And so we're excited for the opportunity to have something like this to guide you in your prayer ministry for Branch Life Church. And it says, pray first. I've had the privilege to preach through some of the Gospels. 
And one of the astounding lessons I learned was when the Lord Jesus Christ was meeting with the disciples. It was in Luke chapter 11. The disciples made this statement. Teach me to pray. It's amazing. With all the things that the Lord God Almighty could do on planet Earth, that the disciples didn't say, teach me how to preach, or teach me how to make miracles, or preach me how to do parables. No, no, no. He said, teach me how to pray. Because they saw in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ an attitude of humility as he communicated with God to the Father, and they heard him praying in hard times, in good times, in difficult times, especially before the cross. And what did they say? Teach me to pray. So prayer has been a big part of leading up to this moment. One of our greatest fears is that we would lose the emphasis of prayer moving forward, and we never want to do that. So the last, the, the last question I want to ask you is, where do we see prayer going from here forward as a regular part of Branch Life? We've been talking about this particular topic, and I'm just going to bring up one. We don't have time for all of them. But the most... Uh, on the front burner right now is prayer and fasting. And we have set aside the, the month of December to challenge all of our church family, every individual, to set aside some time which we will direct you in, to set aside some topics which we will direct you in, that you will invest time on one day a week or two days a week that you will pray. This obviously can be a tremendous guide. We will be giving you more information. We have specifically, some of them are going to come up tonight, five specific areas that we want to ask you to interface with God on a regular basis and deny yourself physical food so that you can feed on God's word and communicate to God, and that's prayer and fasting. And that is going to be a major emphasis as we end this year and move into next year. Thank you very much. So prayer is... Can you see me? I can see you. Okay. Yeah, I have my glasses on. Prayer is going to be a big part of what we continue to do at Branch Life. December is going to be a month of prayer and fasting to pray over some of the things we're going to talk about in the future. Right now, we have 800 people on our online prayer team. Our goal in 2020 is to see that go to 1,000 people on our prayer team. If you have not yet joined our online prayer team, you can do that right now by going to the Next Step card on our website. Please do. And then those of you that are on our prayer team, encourage others to join it. We send these prayer emails out about once a week, and we can feel what happens when people start praying as they read through those emails and read through those requests. It's been incredible. We also have about 10 or 15 of you that are involved in our Sunday evening prayer teams. They're praying during the service, praying with people after the service, praying as we set up for the service. We'd love to see that number double at least in 2020 and a continued emphasis on personally using the prayer first journals individually and as families as we move forward. We've got some big stuff coming up and prayer has to be the foundation for all of those things to stand on. The second way we strengthen our connection to Christ at Branch Life Church, one is through prayer, but two is through the words of Jesus. If your words abide in me, then you will be able to bear much fruit. We are a church that believes in biblically sound teaching. We want to teach the Bible. We want to preach the Bible. We want to make sure that the Bible is at the forefront of everything that we do. The Bible has become a, a less and less known in our day and in our culture. So at Branch Life Church, we want to make the Bible known, make the words of Jesus Christ known, and share them with all who will listen. It is those words that strengthen our connection to Christ. Personally, when you dig into God's word, you grow. And then as a church, when we open God's word together, we grow. Everything that we do, every sentence that we say is based on Bible teaching. I don't just make up fun points or cool topics that we think we want to talk about. We study God's word and pull those points out of those texts. It's really important to us. And we're going to continue that commitment in 2020 of being a biblically sound church that preaches and teaches the Bible. So I want to give you a sneak peek at some of the things that we will be talking about, Lord willing, in 2020. We use series here at Branch Life. We go through mini-series and broader teaching series. And there's a lot of different reasons for that, but series are a very effective way to communicate in our culture today. 
Whenever we start a new series, that is an opportunity for you to put the word out and invite other people. It's easy to get involved in something when something is starting. And so a lot of times people don't come to church in the middle of something, but if a series is starting, you can use that as a great excuse. Hey, come to our church. We're going to talk about this topic or do this study. You will want to be a part of it. And then when a series ends, those are always special for us. I call them the explanation point. And you've seen us do some unique things at the ends of series, placing rocks at the foot of a cross, dropping things into the basket that we want to give God, and so on and so on. Endings of a series are a great thing to celebrate and great to be a part of. What God is teaching us then, we go and we do together as a church. So here are some of the series that we're planning in 2020. Uh, not in this order, they're strategically placed in the calendar, but three of our mini-series, our smaller series, that are designed for you to be able to connect with your one as you bring them to Branch Life are, uh, are Fit, Prove It, and The Good Life. Each of these are a study in God's words from different passages telling us about the topic. In January, right after the new year, we're going to start the series Fit. We're talking about being emotionally, physically, and spiritually fit. And we're going to explore God's word in all of those topics. Remember, we said Jesus is the answer for everything. Jesus is the answer for our health across all of those boards, about even being financially fit. And we're going to bring in a preacher who has lost 60 pounds over the last year. And that preacher is going to be able to share a little bit of his physical and spiritual journey in all of that. It's me. I've lost 60 pounds in the last year. So we're going to talk a little bit more about that. And it's going to be something that we can use to encourage other people. Right around Easter, we're going to talk about Prove It. It's going to be an apologetic study through the life of Jesus. He, was, he fulfilled prophecies. He did miracles. He rose again from the dead. He ascended back into heaven. Prove it. Prove those things. So we're going to talk about how we know that what the Bible says about Jesus is actually real. How, we can, how we, it's not illogical to believe and to follow Jesus. And on Easter, we're going to be talking specifically about the resurrection of Jesus. And it's going to be a study that we'll be able to do together based in the gospel accounts of Jesus' life. And then the good life is a, sh- a short series through the Sermon on the Mount where Jesus is preaching and telling us how to live. And so we want to be able to live the way Jesus lives. Some of the bigger series that we'll be doing will be more of a book study in its entirety. And so we're excited about looking at three specific books in the Bible this year, at least three, and studying through them from start to finish as best as we can. The first is going to be a series called Broken, and it's going to be in 1 Corinthians. We're going to study the book of 1 Corinthians together, and Corinthians, the people and the church in Corinthians, was a broken church. And so how do we put brokenness, how do we deal with brokenness, and what does 1 Corinthians teach us? We'll learn a lot about the book, we'll learn a lot about what Jesus says, and we'll learn how to apply it to our lives and to our own brokenness. Later on in the year, after Easter, we're going to study the book of Daniel together. Daniel lived for Christ in a culture that was against him. Daniel prayed in a culture that says it was illegal to pray. How do we live in this culture and still stand in our faith? Daniel's going to show us that, and we're excited. Plus, there's lions in the story. So how much more exciting can that be? And this summer, we're going to go through uh, songs of the summer. We're going to do uh, some exegetical studies in, the books, in different books in Psalms and, and do that through the summer months. So we're excited about those things. We're also excited to introduce to you Equip Classes. We haven't yet had the opportunity as a young church to start giving you opportunities to dig and dive in a little deeper, whether it's a topic on finances or an individual book study that you can do together. We will be offering during the, during the calendar year in 2020 a variety of equipped classes. They'll, they'll take place at different times and at different venues and for different periods. Some will be four weeks long. Some will be eight weeks long. Some will be um, uh, uh, longer or shorter. Some will be virtual. Some of them will be at people's houses. We're excited to offer these classes and start rolling them out. And as you see a class that you're interested in, we want you to jump in and be a part of it. We're looking at doing some Financial Peace University as well as some specific book studies uh, and and some uh, spiritual disciplines related to equipping you to evangelize 
in 2020, amongst other things. So stay tuned for more information on Equip Classes. We hope that God will allow us to be a church that's strong in our preaching and teaching, and we're excited about these things. As we continue with our theme with Who's Your One, these series, these teaching opportunities are a great thing to plug into. As we continue to strengthen our connection to Christ, groups then become a, a, a secondary foundational point for us. We live out our values through our groups. It's great to get together for an hour or more and do what we do to worship God. It's extremely important, and we want that to be a foundation cornerstone of our church. But we've got to live it out through the rest of the week, and groups help us do that. Circles are better than rows. So I've asked Pastor Scott to come up, and he's going to talk to you a little bit about our 2020 vision for branch groups the first question, similar to what we asked Pastor Bill, what are something that we're celebrating or what's happened so far in the life of branch groups? Yeah, there's a lot of great things that are happening in our groups and uh, a couple of veins that we'll just explore tonight. Uh, I'm excited to hear about how our groups are supporting uh, one another in their walks with, with faith. And we've had people that have gone through some very difficult things, either personally or uh, in their family, things like cancer or things like children that aren't making the greatest choices or things like brand new babies that change your entire world and, and that. And to see how groups are rallying around one another to support each other during these difficult times is really encouraging and, and part of what we want to see groups do. Secondly, uh, several of our groups are getting involved in outreach and reaching into our community. And, and we're beginning to see uh, repeated contacts with people. And uh, a few of our groups have, have teamed up to, to work together to help uh, the baseball field in town uh, that was washed out during the flooding. And they were just back a few weeks ago to continue that work and to build relationships there. Uh, the, the manager of that field was in tears the first time that they showed, and it's continued to, to be an opportunity of service. Another of our, of our groups has taken meals multiple times to some police departments in the area. And uh, it's just neat to see those uh, contacts and significant outreach happening of building relationships on repeated times. So groups are where we grow together. It's where we care for one another. So we've seen groups dive all in when someone in their group's been hospitalized or hurt. Um, uh, Rob Winner's dad just had double bypass surgery. His group's been loving on them and praying for them and helping them through this, this time. So groups are where a lot of stuff happens. Uh, how many groups are there now? There's eight and a half. The college group has met over the summer, but uh, eight groups. Eight and a half yeah, yep. and two quarters. Yep. All right. And then what's the goal? What's the vision for 2020? What are we shooting for? Yeah, so we really are prayerfully uh, hoping that we can double the amount of groups in 2020. And so by the end of 2020, that we would have 16 um, groups, 17. 17. Yeah. So double the amount of groups. So that's something that we would have to pray for. That means double the amount of leaders, double the amount of locations. What kinds of groups are we opening, uh, open to starting, uh, looking to start, thinking about if God would allow us to do it? Yeah, a lot of our groups right now are kind of geographically based, which is great because it allows uh, for some natural connections uh, to happen with people that live near you, and probably some of the groups will continue to be that. We would also love to see some more mission-based groups, and by that, uh, maybe some people get t together and they say, we're really passionate about helping, I don't know, single moms in Pottstown. And so that they rally around to, to help something like that or, or one of the uh, a food outreach in, in the community to help low-income uh, people or, or those types of things. Uh, there will also be opportunity uh, to, to have maybe some life stage type of groups and so that people might uh, get excited about focusing uh, on some of those groups. We have one right now for young families that's gotten started. There's a young ad adults group, but maybe some of the other groups would be more kind of life stage focused. And uh, maybe a group for women or for men, that, right. those kinds yep. of stages. Yep. So uh, we're excited about that. How do we double groups in one year? How does that happen? Well, if every group that exists would train up one leader and would grow their group to the point where it would break into two groups, we would be able to meet our goal. So we're excited about uh, what God will do in 2020 with groups. Thank you, Scott. Give him a big hand. We appreciate you guys coming up and being a part of groups. If you have any questions or, or comments about groups, please see Scott. And you can always jump into our website. 
As we strengthen our connection to Christ, one of our major tenets here at Branch Life Church is our kids. We want to be great at loving our kids, our, our young kids and branch kids, our teenagers, on into the young adult years. We've got, God has brought to us Pastor Corey, who's passionate about family ministries. So I've asked Pastor Corey to come up and answer these same two questions and tell you a little bit about what we see for uh, 2020 for our kids' ministry. So the first question is, what's something you want to share with us that's happened so far up to this point in kids' family ministries? Yeah, so uh, kids' ministry has been a part of Branch for a very long time since we were at uh, Sackinac, but it's been awesome to be able to move into this space use a few bigger rooms, some more stuff that we have access to, which is great, which has really enabled us to do more um, with our curriculum. So right now, like our, ele- or our uh, preschool kids are able to have a small ball pit um, over in their classroom to play with tonight, which was awesome for them. So we may not have been able to do that um, at Camp Sackinac. So that's a lot of fun to do. Um, for student ministry, it's been awesome because we've, we've been able to meet more regularly, especially in the fall. Um, and do some more events as well. And the highlight of that has been about two months ago, we were able to pray with one of our students to accept Christ at youth group. Wow. Um, so that was an awesome thing to be able to do and to just see our first teenager as a part of youth group come to know Christ. So well, that that's something awesome. to celebrate. So let's give God a hand for that yeah, one. That's, that's cool. awesome to see, see people come to Christ. It's exciting. Uh, what do you see in the future for kids ministry, family ministry? Yeah, I... We're really excited to continue, especially for students, to have a safe place for them to come and to know God. We've got a great group of core teenagers that are around all the time, and we appreciate them. Um, we want to grow that group, though. And somebody asked me a question a couple weeks ago. Are we trying to grow in number, or are we trying to make disciples? And my answer was yes. We would love to have kids that are coming, more kids that are coming, and we teach them to be disciples of Jesus. That's the goal, um, especially for student ministry. For kids' ministry, we, we want that to be a place that they love to come. Yeah. We want them to simply love to learn about Jesus, we want that to be fun. We had a family come and say, our kids had such a great time. They've bugged us to come back to church. That's exactly my goal. I want them to have such a great time that they bug their parents to come back so we get the whole family to be a part of it. So we're just looking to continue to build that team, um, especially our leaders. Thank you to our leaders who are part of that um, and give their time to invest in our kids and teenagers. Um, so just want to say thank you to them, but we're just continuing to grow that crew and uh, see more kids come to know Jesus. When you serve, whether it's with teenagers or with kids, you are investing in the future. When you give of your time and you give of your talents to love on children, you are making disciples and they may be some of your ones that you are praying for. So thank you for being involved in these ministries with Corey. If you want to be involved with him, see Corey. He'd love to uh, uh, get you into the programs and use your gifts and talents, whether it's with teens or with um, kiddos here on Sunday nights at Branch Kids. Thank you, Pastor Corey. Give him a big hand. We appreciate it. If you have your Bibles, we want to look at one other passage of Scripture. And again, I said there's two cornerstone passages. Passage number one was John 15, I'm the vine, you are the branches. It's where we get our name from. It's where we get our marching orders from. But we also have this passage in Acts chapter 2 that tells us about the start of the church. The church is something that came about after Jesus died on the cross. Jesus said to Peter, I, on this rock, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prepare uh, prevail against it. So Jesus started something. The church was Jesus's idea. And in Acts, it just began with these 12 apostles and the disciples that were gathered around. And they began this thing called the church that has transformed our world today. And it's how Jesus moves through uh, our world and our culture, through every nation and, and on the planet. And it's how he's going to continue to move through every nation on the planet until he returns. And so the church is plan A. It's God's plan A for our time. So we believe in the church. When when, when what happened in Acts started happening, it was unbelievable. So what did they do in Acts that has resulted in what we see today? And what were the things that they're committed to that we should be committed to as a church? Well, in Acts chapter 2, in verse 42, it says, And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, and to breaking of bread, and what's the last word? Prayers. Everything that we have talked about so far falls into this verse. It's intentional. It's on purpose. We're trying to do what Jesus has designed us or told us to do. So the church devotes itself on Sunday nights in our groups, with our classes, to the teaching and to the fellowship and to breaking of bread. That's stuff that we do when we get together. That's why we gather together. That's why it's important that the church focus on things like preaching and teaching and worship and praying. All of those things matter. And they mattered at the first church and they matter to churches today. 
end of prayer. So we're emphasizing prayer and fasting, our prayer teams, both online and virtual uh, and here, and then our prayer room, which is right over there where people are praying even now for us. So let's keep prayer first as we devote ourselves to what the church should be devoted to. The second part of the vision is that we would then reach our world. So in 2020, what are we going to do to reach our world, to reach farther into our world? The next verse in Acts chapter 2, it says, They were selling their possessions, this is the church, and belongings, and distributing the proceeds to all as they had need. That sounds like radical generosity to me. If somebody has something you need, what do you do about it? Well, the first church sold their stuff so they could give more away. Wow. What a commitment to building the church. That's kind of incredible. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts. Not what can I get, but what can I give? When we come together as a church, it's not about what I can get. It's about what I can give. You may not feel like gathering together with a church on a rainy, snowy, freezing night. That may not be your jam. But you're not coming to church for you. You're coming to church for the people around you. It's for the other people. It is worse when you're not here. It is better when we are together. So the first church knew that and they were committed to it and praising God and having favor with all the people outside and inside of the church. Their radical generosity, their generous hearts allowed them to have a positive reputation in the community that they were in. So as a church in 2020, we will continue to exist for Pottstown and the Pottstown area communities. We are here to be a blessing to our communities and to our neighbors. We're going to continue community involvement. We're going to continue with community generosity. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to tell you a little bit more about how we're going to be generous in our community. And it's radical and it's weird and we don't hear about a lot of churches doing it until you read the book of Acts. It sounds like they were doing this stuff all the time. So we are here for the communities that God has put us in, for the community that you come from, the neighborhood that you belong to, we want to be a blessing to. One of those ways we can be a blessing in just the next few days is by participating in the packed Christmas party and food drive. There's a Christmas party that's going to happen on December 14th for, are you ready for the number? 450 underprivileged kids. Two weeks ago, the number was 300 underprivileged kids. Over the course of two weeks, the PAC Foundation has identified 150 more kids that need to have Christmas. And they said, we're not leaving any child behind. That's 150 more presents. That's 150 more slices of pizza. That's 150 uh, uh, more drinks and soda that we're giving out. And all of this is happening at the Sunnybrook Ballroom on December 14th. That means we need more volunteers. And we are excited as a church to be invited to participate in helping with this party. I serve on the PAC board uh, because of the connections that we've been able to build over this last year. And so the Pottstown Area Children's Foundation is doing some radical things. We're also going to give up to 300 boxes of food away, and those boxes keep growing, each with a turkey, each with a ham, right in time for Christmas. And we're doing that food drive on the 20th. So you can jump to our website, click on Community Connections, and you can sign up to help with either of those right now, or your group can do it together. And of course, we are for Pottstown putting on a Christmas service. On Christmas Eve, we're running at two services at 2.30 and 4 o'clock, and this is not for us. This is not something that we want to do so that we can feel better at Christmas. This is something that we are doing as a gift for our town and for our community. So it's at the Hill School Chapel. Our musicians are volunteering their time and energy and effort. We as a church are going to be all in and inviting as many people as we possibly can. Forward it, text it, let it out, let it be known that this is happening. Put posters up, uh, make things happen online. Invite your one, invite your other one and your other one and your other one. Gather your families together so that you can help make this event something that's incredible. The event was gonna cost us approximately $2,000. 
we're, we are hoping that we know that God's providing for this event to take place. And so we are excited to give this as a gift to Pottstown and we're going all in. Why are we doing these things? Because in 2020, we're asking the question, who's your one? We believe that God is calling us as every individual at Branch Life to lead one person into a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ this year in 2020. That means you praying for someone, but also relationally investing in other people so that you can give the good news of the gospel and see other people connected to Christ. So who's your one? Who are you praying for? Can they come to Christmas Eve? Because they'll hear the gospel there. Can they come to Sunday night? Because they'll hear the gospel here. Can they come to your group? Because they'll hear the gospel there. Do you want to take them to coffee and show them and talk to them about the gospel? And no matter what their answer is, you get to keep loving them because that's what God has asked us to do. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 47, it says this, And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Day by day. Wouldn't it be amazing if 2020, day by day, the Lord added to the number of those who were being saved? I can't do it. You can't do it. But God can do it through all of us. When we reach farther, we will be able to see more people saved. We, have to do, we must be willing to do whatever it takes to reach the lost, and it starts with one. So who is your one in 2020? And lastly, I just want to bring up two kind of physical needs that we've been praying for, facilities and finances. So what's the future of the facilities needs for Branch Life Church? Right now we meet on Sunday nights in somebody else's church. That's fun, that's awesome, but that's going to have a shelf life to it. So where do we see happening in 2020? We're excited, and this is kind of a bit, a bit of an announcement, like Equip Classes was. And we don't know exactly what this means, but we believe that God is moving us to a place where we're going to be one church in two locations in 2020. And what we are praying about as a leadership team, and some things we're exploring right now, is the possibility of having a Sunday morning option somewhere in our community. That means we would have the same church service twice, one on Sunday morning and one on Sunday night. So for those who can't participate in this service on Sunday night, there would be a place where you could go and participate on Sunday mornings. For those of you that would have something that would come up and be a conflict on Sunday night, you know that you could participate somewhere on Sunday mornings. We believe that 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 is the next step as a church that God is leading us to. There's all kinds of questions that we don't have answers to, to this direction, but we would like to go towards it. It means, it means two different praise teams. It means two different kids ministry teams. It means two different hosting teams. We know that. We understand that. But we're going to preach the same message in both locations, and we're going to keep uh, pursuing this until God shuts the door or opens it. It means more money so that we can finance a second location. But we're excited about some of the possibilities of this. And so would you start praying for us? And if this is what God has for Branch Life in 2020, would you allow it to happen? So we're committed, at least through 2020, and being a part of our Sunday nights here at Connection Church. And Connection is graciously allowing us to continue our arrangement through 2020. They're actually giving us a price break through 2020. And we thank them so much for their generosity. And that will enable us then to build to the future. We still are hoping that someday we'll be able to identify a facility that can be a community center facility that our church happens to meet in on Sunday mornings, but that we can give to the community all week long. Uh, event center, resource center, education center, and we're moving towards that. We hope that in 2020 we're at least able to identify that location so that we can pursue it for 2021. 2020 we are asking God to bless financially so that we can accomplish the things that he wants us to accomplish. God has been so good to us and our needs have been met through this point. We are, we are praising God for the generosity of his people and we are asking God to do even greater things in the year ahead. If in 2020 we were able to see an income of around $300,000, we would be able to do everything that we've said and more. It would meet all of our needs and it would allow us to alleviate some of the sacrifices that are being taken place to enable this to happen. It would allow us to be able to pursue more in our community and to uh, put our, our foot on the gas pedal. So that's 2020 what we're shooting for. But in 2019, we just want to finish strong. So Giving Tuesday is on December 3rd. That's just a couple days away. And that's an opportunity for everyone in the nation to think about 
what can I do to give to support an organization that I care about? And we ask you to spirit, uh, prayerfully consider giving to Branch Life or to a Gospel Center organization on Giving Tuesday as, as you consider your year-end gifts. We are making our year-end giving campaign goal $70,000. We're asking God to bring in $70,000 in the month of December. So everything that comes in from today, December 1st, until the last day in December, we are asking that that would total at least $70,000. And we're excited about what could happen. Last year, for our end-of-year giving, God was uh, so good to us, we saw $60,000 come in. So this is a step above where we would have been last year in our end-of-year giving, and we would love for you to participate in this. Next Sunday, we're going to be taking an offering. We don't take a lot of offerings here at Branch Life. If you choose to give, you can do that online or in the offering boxes at any time. But we are going to take an offering, and if you are a regular part of Branch Life, would you consider a sacrificial gift at that offering time? Would you take some time this week to pray over uh, what God is calling you to do and what God is calling you to contribute? And would you pray over a sacrificial number, a number that wouldn't be necessarily just easy? I know for some, it would be easy to cover this whole thing, and it, it wouldn't be a lot. Mayor Bloomberg has entered the Democratic race, and he has spent $35 million on ad campaigns in, in almost all of the states. Somebody did the math, and they said that's the equivalent to you and I, the average income person, of spending roughly 40 bucks. <laughs> he could take care of this, and it wouldn't be a sacrifice. But Mayor Bloomberg, unfortunately, isn't a part of branch life. What could you do if God would lay it on your heart to give sacrificially? I'm not challenging you to give sacrificially so that it can benefit us. I'm challenging you to give sacrificially because I believe it benefits you. In Proverbs chapter 11 and again in chapter 19, it says this, One who gives freely yet grows all the richer. Another withholds what he should give and he only suffers want. Whoever brings blessing will be enriched, and the one who waters himself will be watered. Whoever is generous to the poor lends to the Lord, and he, the Lord, will repay them. Why are we wanting to be a generous church? Why are we asking people to give sacrificially? I believe when you give sacrificially, you honor the Lord with those gifts, and you bless Branch Life with those gifts. We are grateful for them. But more importantly, you are trusting God with your finances. And he has asked us to give back to him. And he's demonstrated to us the importance of that. And it's, it's something that we need to become good at, the grace of giving. So next week we have the opportunity to do that through a sacrificial giving. And would you prayerfully um, consider what you can give? And remember, if it's just a little bit, if it's just two copper coins, God can multiply any gift you give. Amen? So we are better together as a church. And we are better together in our community. Of that $70,000 or whatever comes into December, we're committing 10% of that to go to the Pottstown Area Children's Foundation to help with the Christmas party, to help with the food drive, to help with what they'll be doing next year. And we're excited to, to share with our community. So a gift to Branch Life in December is a gift to Pottstown, and we want to continue those generous thoughts. We believe we're better together in this town. We believe we're better together as a community. So how can you strengthen your connection to Christ? And how can we as a church strengthen our connection to Christ? How can we reach farther, and how can you reach farther in the name of Jesus? Let's do it together. Let's be all in in 2020 to accomplish this vision of stronger and farther. So here are our goals as a church in 2020 and pray over these as I read them. We're asking for, we're praying for 1,000 online prayer team members. We have the goal of 90 salvations and 50 baptisms in 2020. That's a crazy, crazy number, guys. That's insane. Where did that number come from? We have 90 adults on our core team. If each adult reaches one person in 2020, what happens? We reach our goal. And if 50 of those would follow in believers' baptism, 
We're going to be excited. We're figuring out some cool way to count baptisms. Baptisms are, are what matter. And we, we really want to see people who are being not only saved, but following in, in uh, their discipleship growth. And baptisms is a big first step. So we celebrate baptisms. We're excited about baptisms. We want to see what God will do. Maybe even at the Christmas Eve service, some people will come to Christ who will then in the months ahead in 2020 get baptized. Number three, we're praying for 180 adults on our core team. Right now we're at 90, so that would be double. We're praying to get up to 250 regular attenders, if not more. Uh, right now we're around 120. We're praying for 16 branch groups. As Scott said, this number six is kind of cool. 300 subscribers on YouTube, 1,000 followers and likers on Facebook and on Instagram. All of those numbers are growing rapidly. We have an online campus already forming. We get feedback from people every week who are not here but can see things online all around the world and they're growing in their relationship with God. We want to do better at that in 2020. We want to see $300,000 come in 2020, Sunday morning option campus become a reality, and clear direction for our future embedded facility. Those are some of our big goals that we believe God is leading us toward. Now, personally, what about you in 2020? What can you do to strengthen your personal connection with Christ? Will you take the next few weeks and pray about how you can grow in your relationship with God? Maybe you're new to Branch Life tonight and you're hearing some crazy things, some crazy numbers, and you're like, I hope it goes good. Good luck, guys. Maybe you should be a part of it. Maybe you want to jump in and say, you know what? I need to be a regular part of church. I need to be a part of God's family. I need to get saved. I need to uh, become a core team member. I need to get baptized. What's the next thing that you need to do so that you can grow in your relationship with God and help others do the same? Maybe you just need to say, I need to attend consistently. We don't have less Christians in the world today, but we do have less committed Christians. So there are people that would believe in God, but they don't, they don't consistently participate in church. And think about your number. There was 52 weeks this last year. We didn't exist for all 52 of them, but how many of those were you able to participate in church? What could you do to improve that to become more consistent? That would be a healthy thing for you to consider serve often, give sacrificially, reach boldly, and pray, 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 pray. If you can make these personal goals a reality in your life, you'll see God do some amazing things in 2020. As we close our service, we collect these cards. We're going to sing another song. I want to give you the opportunity just to reflect on some of this stuff. Would you take all of these things before the Lord? I'm going to lead us in a time of prayer and then allow you guys to continue in that spirit of prayer for just a couple more minutes as the worship team uh, plays music in the background, and then they'll lead us into a time of singing. And at the dismissal, we're going to collect these cards. I want to encourage you right now during this time to write on these cards some reactions, some prayers, some commitments that you're going to make. Maybe it's like, I'm going to pray about giving, or maybe it's I'm, I, I'm ready to take the next step, or maybe it's I'm, I need to accept Jesus as a, my personal Savior. It's time for me to get baptized. I don't know what it is that you want to respond to, but respond in some way, shape, or form. As we close out this thought and we think about what God can do in the future, we lay all of these things at his feet and we say, God, your will be done in Branch Life Church and in our lives in 2020. Will you pray with me? With every head bowed and every eye closed, as you're sitting here and you're thinking about this next year, I do want you to consider your own personal spiritual state. And if you're here tonight and you're not sure if you're connected to Christ, you've never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, I want to give you the opportunity to do that right now in this moment. If you're ready to become a follower of Jesus, would you just have this conversation with God? Would you just talk to God right now and just say, Dear Heavenly Father, I know that I'm a sinner, and I believe that Jesus came and that he died for my sins and that he rose again. And I want to accept the free gift of salvation. I want to follow Jesus. I want Jesus to be the Lord of my life. If you have that conversation with God, you believe in your heart, you confess with your mouth, Lord Jesus Christ, the Bible says you will be saved. And then you are now connected to Christ. And you have the ability to bear fruit. It's exciting. It's something to celebrate. And I, I hope if you're not sure tonight that tonight you will take that step. And if you did, would you let us know? Would you mark it on your card? We want to celebrate that with you. 
And if you have any more questions about that, there's going to be some people here in the front who would love to just sit and talk with you and pray with you and answer any questions about it. And anyone that has any prayer needs, you can come after the service and pray with some of our prayer team members. It's an open invitation each and every week. For those of you that are following Jesus, would you pray for your part in building Branch Life Church in the year ahead? Would you pray that God would use you powerfully? Would you pray that God would use the person to your right and the person to your left, the person in front of you and the person behind you in a powerful way? That God would protect us, that God would bless us, that God would provide for us, and that we would be able to be a church that does these things, grows stronger and reaches farther. That each one would lead someone to Christ. That there'd be 90 people that would come to know him. Maybe somebody on the other side of the world that listens to something on the internet Maybe your next door neighbor who comes to a Christmas Eve service. Maybe your own son or daughter. That 50 people would get baptized. Man, we want to party with the baptism celebrations at Branch Life. And that God would give us clear direction for our future. I can't wait to see what God's going to do a year from now. And I trust that he's going to do great things. God, we lay our future in your hands. We pray, God, that our vision would be your vision, that our direction would be your direction. God, that you would lead in the power of the Spirit, that we would be able to go from this moment in time into whatever you have us do next. Help us to be faithful to your word. Help us to be constant in prayer. Help us to be radically generous. Lord, help us to connect in our community, to love one another, and allow us to be better together with everyone that's around us. And God, we pray for these goals, and we pray for these these numbers, and we pray for these souls, and we leave those all at your feet, and we ask, God, that we are here humbly asking you to use us and, and to allow us to be a blessing for you in our day, in our culture, and in our city. And God, we pray that you would help us to grow stronger and help us to reach farther. Do something so amazing that we couldn't take any credit for it, God, but we would only be able to point to you. We pray for our end of year giving, God, that you would allow us to hit our goal and surpass it. God, that you would allow us to be generous with our friends here in Pottstown. Lord, that, that you would lead people to salvation in this next year, lead people to baptisms in this next year. God, that your hand of blessing would be on the Christmas party and the food drive and on the Christmas Eve service and the Christmas series starting next week. And God, as we go through all of this, that we would just totally lean into you and depend on you. So God, we, we dedicate 2020 to you. We love you, God, with everything that we are. Allow us to love our neighbors in that same way. And God, may you be glorified in it. In your precious holy name we pray, amen.